Welcome to 5 Minutes in Church History, hosted by Dr. Stephen Nichols, where we take a little break from the present to go exploring the past. Travel back in time as we look at the people, events, and even the places that have shaped the story of Christianity. This is our story, our family history. Let's get started. On this episode of 5 Minutes in Church History, we're going to wander a little bit into the history of philosophy. So we'll go to the great German philosopher Immanuel Kant. Immanuel Kant, among the many books that he published, was a book entitled The Critique of Pure Reason. He wrote this book in 1781, and the upshot of the book is a critique of theoretical or purely theoretical arguments for metaphysics or for the existence of God. He spends a lot of pages attempting to dismantle the cosmological argument and the teleological argument. Now, in a nutshell, the cosmological argument is built around the idea of the cosmos, the world, and it's built around the argument of the law of cause and effect. And the law of cause and effect is essentially that for every effect, there is an equal or greater than cause. And so the world, the cosmos, is an effect. It's a given. We have this world that we live in. And so there must be a cause behind this effect. The world itself points beyond itself to a source, to ultimately, as we would say, a creator. Well, Kant set about trying to dismantle that argument by the argument that you can't use what is true or what we can sort of see and experience every effect has a cause, and then stretch that beyond the realm of our experience to the realm of metaphysics or the realm beyond the physical experience. In other words, you can't stretch that to prove God. That's what Kant was trying to do in that book. He also dismantled the teleological argument. That argument just builds slightly on the cosmological. It's built around the Greek word telos, which means end, as in design or purpose. And the idea is not just that we have a world that's in effect. It's a world that reveals and reflects significant and intense and complex design, and therefore it points to an intelligent designer. But Kant wanted to tear down these arguments. We should probably put tear down in air quotes while he attempted to dismantle them. And despite his critique, these arguments still persist. They don't go away. I think they do point us beyond this world and point to a creator. But after he tore down these arguments, he did seek to build up, so to speak. And so in 1788, he published his book, The Critique of Practical Reason. And right in the first chapter, Kant gives us what he calls the moral argument for the existence of God. He frames this as what Kant calls the categorical imperative, which he states this way, act in such a way that your action can be universal. In other words, we are all bound and obligated by morality. In fact, Kant will go on to say that the proof that God exists is the starry sky above and the moral law within. Well, in the 20th century, along comes C.S. Lewis, and in his book, Mere Christianity, he takes up this moral argument and develops it quite fully. He starts off with the statement, there is a universal moral law. At one point, Lewis will say, the moral law is as hard as a nail. And perhaps 
That statement, there is a universal moral law, prompts the question, as Lewis puts it, what lies behind the law? And so behind the law is a lawgiver. And that lawgiver shows us that there is something beyond the universe. And we cannot get rid of this moral law. We cannot get rid of this oughtness that we all have, universally have, and all of that points beyond us and beyond the existence of this world, the phenomenon of experience to something that is beyond and something that is behind this world. And that's the moral argument. And I'm Steve Nichols, and thanks for listening to this very philosophical Five Minutes in Church History. For more information or to listen to past episodes, please visit 5minutesinchurchhistory.com.